Welcome to Next at the Mic Radio, a lively hour of unscripted roundtable conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts about their inspirations, goals, and insights to help you find your own mic. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's Bonnie D. Thank you to that voice. I have a question for my guest, Michael Hartzman, Wendy Jones, Christine J. Erickson. Was that a real voice or was that AI? Michael, you're first. What do you think? Since you asked a question, I'm going to say it's AI. <laughs> okay. Could you tell if I hadn't asked? No. Okay. Wendy Jones, what do you think? Same. Definitely AI. Same. Christine, what do you think? Well, someone's got to say an opposite answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> for you, tag I'll your say way. that was a professional voice. There you go. Well, it's a very nice voice. I forget his name, but Robert Cellino, the, the at Voice America, worked on this voice for me for this show for a long, long time, and we went through mm-hmm. dozens of samples, and finally we picked this one. And I will tell you, some weeks my guests actually think it's a live person. The vote is yeah, it's, it's live. Nice. He's, he does a really good job, Robert okay. and this. I forget what we named this guy, Drew or Harry or something like that. Anyway, welcome to Next to the Mic, Next at the Mic, Next near the Mic. I'm Bonnie D. Happy to be here. I'm a host and producer on Voice America, and I have invited three people who are going to be my new best friends. They are also hosts and producers at Voice America. They've got their own shows. We're going to find out who they are, what they do. But the reason we're here is to talk about why radio. What is it about being at the mic. What is it you want to say? To whom do you want to say it? What's the impact you're hoping for and that you are getting? And what's the future of this communications medium? So as I always do, and by the way, what day are we? We're at Tuesday, January 9th already. My goodness gracious. Mm. I can't even tell you. It's the ninth day of 2024 in the Gregorian calendar. And I don't know if you all know, but there was a Pope Gregorian and he didn't like the Julian calendar. Michael, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. And he (laughs) said to somebody, I I don't like where he put those extra days, you know, those leap year days. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. So he moved them around and he said, now we're going to call it the mm-hmm. Gregorian calendar. And it stuck. So on my Monday night creativity mm-hmm. show, I do a shout out to Gregor or Grego, whatever his mommy called him. So he's one of the early creatives who actually created a calendar that's still with us hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, many centuries later. So there you go. 357 days remaining in the year. When we get closer to the end of the year, Christine, I tell my guests, be sure to have mm-hmm. something ready for your New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve celebration. But since we just finished it, I'm not going to say that mm-hmm. to all of you. We're going to find out who's a Capricorn later, but we're going to play a little a little Zodiac game. But what I'd like to do now is I want to read my monologue, and I'll warn you that I use ChatGPT, yes, the free version so far, and I input... A bio on each of you, Wendy, Christine, and Michael, and a couple of words about myself. And I say, write a poem for me. And it puts out, anybody use ChatGPT, Wendy or Christine or Michael, using it? Okay, then you know it's within three seconds you get an answer. So I get the poem, and then I tweak it, I customize it, I make it my own. So we're saying this is co-created by AI and a human. And as far as I check, Jordan, our engineer, will validate that Bonnie D is still a human. So I think I can validate that. Okay, Mm -hmm. so here we go. Listen up when I call your name, just wave. Welcome to Next at the Mic, a platform unique where Voice America hosts your interest. We will peak. Host Bonnie D, that's me, with passion to wow. I think you know that already. Welcomes three stars. We're calling this loud and clear. Now, Wendy Jones, wave hello, hosts Next Steps for Seniors with Care. In 2022, Corporate Magazine acclaimed her rare. Wendy, how exciting. (laughs) Michael Hartzman, CFP. Welcome. Hey, hello. A sage from Wall Street Stages, co-host the Labenthal Report, where his wisdom engages. I hope you like that, Michael. These are I love it. 
Christine J. Erickson, <laughs> new legacy radio pioneer, founded the Institute on Pronatalism's Impact. Her views are crystal clear, and she's going to tell us more. So listen, watch, add delight to your day as Bonnie D's red mic is leading the way. Next at the mic, where our voices soar, a symphony of inspiration, hear radio's wisdom roar. What'd you all think? Did you like it? Fantastic. Pretty amazing, yes. I do that on my business shows too. And they say, what? Seriously? We're talking about drones and AI and you got a poem for us? I love it. I'm part of a poetry group online, but I never use AI for my personal poems. It's always just me. So there we go. Let's just Mm -hmm. find out, is anybody here a Capricorn? Let's have a little bit of Zodiac fun. Anybody? Okay, well, we're not in Aquarius yet, which broke my heart because I wanted to go sing Hmm. from hair, you know, of Aquarius. No, it doesn't start till January 19th. But I will tell you, the Capricorn is, the Latin for Capricorn is horned goat or the sea goat. It's the 10th astrological sign. And I want to know if any of you want to be an honorary Capricorn. We'll just do this briefly. So I'm going to read you some characteristics and just put up a thumb or make this kind of a symbol if you think you're that person, okay? Capricorns are hardworking. Come on, all of you, thumbs up. Persistent, creative, honest, reflective. Michael's winning on this one. Protective and sensitive, serious, faithful, completely trustworthy and loyal. But did you say predictable? (laughs) What did I say? I said protective. But they have a wild side when they're off duty and they can let Mm. loose. They're stimulated by new things and it can be challenging to get them to settle down. Does that just Mm. anybody here? (laughs) Let's follow the shiny new, yeah, you know that one. Oh, and the cons are they, they're self-critical. They have a sarcastic humor, sense of humor, pessimistic, greedy, legendary, stubbornness, fussy, prickly, and irritable. I don't think anybody's going to admit to that. I don't know. I get a little moody, but I don't think that's sarcastic. Well, sometimes the it's a cardinal sign. The cardinal signs initiate a new season. So Cancer is the start of summer. Libra is fall. Aries is spring. And Capricorn is winter. So recommended careers. This might resonate with some of you. Accountant. <coughs> excuse me. Financial planner. Michael. There you go. Be natural there. Mm-hmm. Scientist. Anybody a scientist? Computer programmer. I'm an early woman in tech. That's me. Teacher. Electrician. Realtor. HR manager, mm-hmm. jeweler, I want to be a jeweler, and professional mm-hmm. organizer. Anything resonate with you, Wendy or Christine? Nothing? Not at well, all. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if you want to be an honorary Capricorn, <laughs> I've got some famous people who are real Capricorns, and you're going to be surprised. Dolly Parton, Lin-Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda, Ryan Seacrest, Happy New Year, Denzel Washington, Kate Middleton, Michelle Obama, Bradley Cooper, John Legend, Timothy Chalamet. I love his hair mm-hmm. in Wonka. Very pretty. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel, Orlando Bloom, and Megan Trainer, the singer. They're also who wants to be an honorary Capricorn. Anybody? Nope. No buyers today. Okay, that's fine. Well, now you know if you run into a cap, you can tell them not to be irritable and not to be sarcastic, but to be loyal and protective. There we go. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for you each to spend a couple minutes introducing yourself, please. Wendy Jones, I'm delighted to meet you. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Would you please take about three minutes? I'm starting the hourglass. Well, it's it's virtual. You know that. Would you tell us who you are, what you do, a little bit about your radio show? And yeah, introduce yourself. Wendy, welcome. I would love to do that. And thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So Next Steps for Seniors is um, a business first because I started it because I saw a need because we're going to have more seniors than ever before in history in our country. And nobody wants to talk about aging. Yet we all do it, right? (laughs) Everybody gets older every day, every year. We have a birthday. 
And as we age, things start happening, not just physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything starts happening, right? And as we age, what I realized, because I've been in the healthcare industry for 20 some plus years without giving out my age, (laughs) I realized that people didn't know what to do, right? So let's say you have a loved one that goes into the hospital or you can't drive anymore, or your spouse dies, or your mom gets dementia. There's so many things that can happen as we age, and everyone like everyone just throws up their hands and goes, I don't know what to do. I've never dealt with this before. So that's why I started my company, Next Steps for Seniors, and that's why it's so important to get the word out, and radio is the way to do it. This, this venue right now, we are able to communicate to everyone everywhere because this information pertains to everybody. Unless you have some magic pill and you're not getting older, it happens to everyone. And the kicker is nobody wants to have these conversations. But I do. I love having these conversations with people. <laughs> and I can share information with you that you wouldn't have even thought about. Um, some of the things, just to throw out really quick, like estate planning is a topic I do on my program. Um, Medicare, did you know, actually, that 75% of people will need some kind of care as you age? And did you know insurance doesn't cover that? Medicare and Medicaid do not cover that. Medicare was a was a healthcare. It's it's for your your doctors and your physicians. It's not to care for you. It's not to help you up and down the stairs or on and off the toilet or moving throughout your home or helping you eat. So these are the things that 75% of the people are going to need and nobody wants to talk about this. So we all spend all of our money in retirement and then when it comes time for oh no, I might need home care or assisted living, everyone goes what do I do now? That's why I have my podcast, to get the word out, to talk about aging, to talk about what the next steps for seniors really truly is. So I love what I do. I have a passion for seniors. I know that I I was walking the other day in the the airport and a lady goes, yeah, nobody even thinks that old people are here. They they, they think we're invisible. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I looked at her and I go, not me. I see you. (laughs) I don't think you're invisible. So that's where I'm at. Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Love it, live it, and appreciate it. Thank you, Wendy. And your passion comes through. Mm -hmm. And that's important that we love what we do, that we bring it on the radio, even though well, I live stream and we're live streaming right now. Everybody wave hello to LinkedIn, everybody wave hello to Facebook, <laughs> wave hello to YouTube. I just added YouTube two weeks ago and wave hello virtually to Voice oh, America Variety Channel. So even, I think we all know this by now, that even on radio, just audio, People hear you smile, don't they? People hear your enthusiasm. People hear your excitement. That's important to bring it. That's always been my philosophy. And I used to do radio at Voice America in 2011 on the phone, sometimes with 14 guests in one of my annual specials. 14 guests in an hour. Try that with four on deck every 14 minutes. Oh, it's fun. I push the limits, kids. Anyway, Wendy, it's delightful to meet you. And now I'm going to move around the table. One stop to Michael Hartsman, CFP. Michael, so happy to have you. And Michael and I rehearsed me to say the Labenthal Report, even though the second letter is an E. So, Michael, I'm putting you on speaker view. Please tell us about yourself. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Bonnie. I appreciate it. So, Labenthal Financial the original legacy Labenthal Financial is actually a 90-year-old firm. Bonnie, you're from Long Island, so you may remember their old ads. My partner, Dominic Tabella, and I had an opportunity to purchase the name um, 
2018, my original firm and Dominic's original firm is over 30 years old. Um, I am a certified financial planner. We all we do own our own broker dealer and we own our own registered investment advisory company and insurance agency. The primary work that we do is manage money. We manage about a billion dollars with a B. But Wendy, I talk to my clients every day about all the topics that you just mentioned. They're all they're all super important, and the work you do is important. So thank you for that. Um, we started the podcast really as a result of the pandemic because we were all at home and Dominic and I decided we needed a venue to reach our clients because they're all freaking out that the world was shutting down, the economy was shutting down. So we started doing client calls and a lot of the clients said, hey, you guys are pretty good at this. So we were introduced to Voice America, Bonnie, in 2020. The, you know, the year that the, the pandemic really started. And uh, we've been doing a show every, every since, ever since. Actually, if I wasn't on this show, I would be doing my show right now, Tuesday at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, it's important. That's how, that's how Jason knows who I am. But um, what I do and what we, what we love about what we do is the impact we have on people's lives. It's not about the money we manage is how that impacts their lives and lets them leave a legacy, lets them take care of their retirement, lets them take care of their children and, and their own parents. So that's what's really important to what we do. The money, I always say, is a byproduct of helping clients achieve their goals. And that's what Labenthal is all about. I'm not sure if I did that in three minutes, but. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. But what I hear, I hear a common thread so far, and I know Christine is going to add to this between Wendy and Michael, and the word is community. You're reaching, mm -hmm. it might be a huge community, or it might be just a little niche, a little slice of a community who you know need to have that information, want that information, and they get it in a unique way from each of you. Because you're unique, the way you deliver it, the way you present it, the way you talk about it, the resources you bring in. On that note, Christine J. Erickson, welcome. Mm -hmm. Let's put you on speaker view and let's hear who you are. Thank you. For Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for having me. And it's great to meet both of you, Wendy and Michael. Um, yeah, I really appreciate listening to you because I think I can um, dovetail onto both of your comments from a different perspective I'm the host of New Legacy Radio, which is a social justice platform for people without children. And I came to do this podcast because I founded New Legacy Institute, which is a policy institute, um, looking at the same issues for not only equity and equal rights, really, where we're missing in policy and in the workplace, things like that. But, but beyond even people with children and looking at the world and population and the impact of pronatalism on the environment, the ecologies, the layers of ecology, um, and, and on everyone, really, um, looking at pronatalism as a driver underneath and combined with other isms in society. And taking a, a policy perspective was kind of a leap from where a community is in, a in terms of a collective conversation. We have a lot of great activists and writers and speakers and um, who have contributed to you know, greater visibility to our community. And Bonnie, as you said, whether it's a small community or a large community, 
because this show is rather niche in its mm-hmm. uh, in its approach and and focus, um, I, I do have to say that people without children are nearly one third of the global population. And so when you see policies that are focused on family, whether those are national policies or workplace policies, and we are missing from that equation, both in terms of influencing or shaping the policy, but just even being included in it, that's a large, a large portion of the population. And we really, as a community, are trying to come together. We need a collective voice and we need to be participating in things that we have a lot, not only to contribute to, but to influence in ways that aren't just looking um, toward what do we need, but in creating and addressing what we need, we can really create more universal and inclusive policies that that benefit everyone. Um, so that's what I talk about. Um, we've done a range of things on the show. And Wendy, I would love to talk to you about aging anytime. Um, yes, there's an aging population, which is part of the population yes. conversation and fertility decline. And, you know, very few countries are addressing this, um, as you said, let alone communities. However, our community is very sensitive to this because for uh, we recognize um, people who are, they're not only aging, but a lot of them are aging alone without partners or children, which, you know, that can happen in either group, whether you're a parent or not, of course. And it, it's so significant when there isn't community. And there aren't those support resources and you're not thought of, or you have a surgery and well, who's going to drive you? Who's going to pick you up? Um, all, all of those things. I'm sure you could, you have you know a list, but I would really love to speak um, with you sometime about from this perspective and the, and the same with financial planning, um, Michael, you know, I, I would, I learned from uh, a child-free person who runs um, child-free wealth um, Dr. J, they call him, he was on my show. And he he actually shared with me that in the financial industry, um, people without children is a reference to people who have the, an empty nest, whose children have left home. And we use that term, of course, for ourselves. So we kind of want to take that back. Um, but that even financial planning is very different for people without children or people without children and or a partner. And often that can be overlooked, you know, advertising, media, workplaces that are all family friendly or family focused. That's great, but it doesn't mean everyone and it doesn't mean every kind of family. So thank you. So that's the, mystery, of what we do. Mm-hmm. the mystery there that I always unpack is when I ask a childless person, well, who mm-hmm. are your beneficiaries? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, with someone with, a, with, with children, it's easy. You know, I could start writing before they start speaking. With mm-hmm. someone who doesn't have any children, they'll say to me, well, who do you think I should make my beneficiary? You know, mm-hmm. is it a charity? Mm-hmm. Is it a niece? Is it a nephew? Sure. So mm-hmm. it's a challenge and it comes up all of the time. It does. And Christine, I'm going to ask you to give us a brief definition of the word <laughs> pronatalism. It's yes. in your bio. I read it. I looked it up, but I'd like to hear it from your lips. So, what does it mean? Oh, Pronatalism is really the push, you know, that everyone should procreate. All women should have children that no no matter what, that procreation is what sustains our economy, which are some of the issues we're facing right now in the population issue. Um, For example, uh, pronatalism contributes to devaluing people who are aging. Um, 
as Wendy mentioned, again, these populations with um, more older people, we're, we're, we're freaking out, we're trying to plan, we're trying to guess what's next. But these are valuable people. They have lived lives. They have so many things to contribute and influence still. And instead of shifting toward that, we're saying, no, we need to make more, more babies at any cost, you know, um, without the question of how do we take care of those children? How do we take care of women in the process? And so pronatalism is just the belief that that is, that is what things should be based on. Um, Thank you. Babies Thank you. and all women having babies. I want to tell all of you that years ago when my mom was alive, I started a show called Senior Moments, The Happy Ones. Uh, it was on PATV based out of Lake Success, Long Island, actually the border of Queens and Long Island, Michael. And uh, my mom was named Ruth. Mom lived to 100 years, one month and 15 days and lived on her own. And wow. I, North Shore wow. Tower is a luxury high rise. And she said, what, you're going to hire an aide to watch me have my hair done once a week and my nails <laughs> Play the piano, go to see the Shalom Club, play Mahjong, play bridge. You're going to watch, hire somebody? She said, why? Yeah, okay. So anyway, she lived a wonderful life. But we started a show, and uh, we I called myself the junior senior, and Ruth was the senior senior. Oh, and I would great. open, Wendy, I would open mm -hmm. the show. We, we did 282 episodes from the time she was, oh, I think, wow. 80, almost until she was 100, just before That's her 100th birthday. And uh, I used to introduce the show, and I'd say, people say, Children are our future, waxing, channeling Whitney Houston, of course. And mm -hmm. I said, no, it's the seniors. Seniors have the experience. They mm -hmm. have lived life. They have so yes. much to share and to, to tell and to teach mm -hmm. and to just contribute. And that's yeah. what our show, Senior Moments, was all about. So I just, Wendy, I was just thinking of that. I'd so thank it. you all. Thank you all. Yeah. I, I, I marvel at bringing people from disparate whatever you're doing, different shows, different topics, different lives, different expertises together. And there's always a common thread. Even mm. if we weren't talking about seniors, there's something in here that we're all finding that's common among us. So we've got a new mm -hmm. community now. Now, I've asked each of you to please send me a fictional quote from a character in a movie or a TV show or a song lyric that has nothing to do with specifically radio or hosting or anything like that. And I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to read the quote with a little background you saw in the, in the setup invitation. I love to do my research. I'm going to read a little bit of my trivia background and I'm going to ask you to just take about, oh, we're running, we're on time. Take about three minutes. And if you see me doing this, it means, okay, start right. It doesn't mean cut off. If I do this, it means you're off the shelf or something, you know, no politics, no doom and gloom. We, we have our signals, don't we, on radio? Okay, so I'm going to read the quote that Wendy Williams has selected. And this is lovely. I am I'm not oh, aware of this. Wendy Jones. Oh, I'm Wendy sorry, Jones. Wendy Jones. What do I call you? Wendy Jones. Wendy Jones. I'm sorry. It was just. I don't have a TV show yet. Forget. Well, you will. By the time I'm done with you, you See, will. She's, she has a vision already. You will. Seniors for helping seniors. Wendy Jones has sent a quote from Vivian Ward, played by the lovely, still very viable in the movie world, Julia Roberts. Pretty woman, 1990. How many years ago was that? 33 years ago. Just a couple. Years ago. Just a couple of years. American romantic mm -hmm. comedy film uh, directed by Gary Marshall, blah, blah, blah. Originally intended, I don't know if you know this, Wendy, it was originally intended as a dark cautionary tale about class and prostitution in L.A. That was originally the theme for the movie. It was reconceived as a romantic comedy with a large budget. Julia Roberts got the Golden Globe for Best Actress, blah, 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 and an Oscar nomination. That started her on the way to superstardom. It had the highest number of ticket sales in the U.S. ever for a romantic comedy at that time. and It was like 42,176,000, 42, just a little bit ahead of my big 
Fat Greek Wedding. It was the fourth highest grossing film of all time worldwide behind E.T. and Star Wars and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Important movie. Here's the quote Wendy Jones has picked. I need you to tell us what does this have to do with our topic today? Here's the quote. Everybody listen up. Big mistake. Big mistake huge. I saw the scene. I watched the clip. So you tell me, what does this have to do with radio? Michael can't wait to hear this. Go ahead, Wendy. Okay. Uh, First of all, you see why it was my favorite movie. And let me just add, now you know, I have an idea about how old I am too, because (laughs) Julia Roberts is, is a dynamo, I think. So anyway, here's the quote. The quote, the reason I love this quote so much is because, and this is how it relates to radio, and you're going to follow me on this. I already know it. So right now, people are looking at us, right? They're like, oh, blonde hair, you know, Bonnie's got red hair, great glasses, lipstick, fantastic. But when Julia Roberts walked in that store, what did they do? They looked at her appearance and they made, they literally said to themselves, this lady is not going to be able to afford to purchase anything in the store. So what did they do? They dismissed her. And what are we doing to some of our older generation? We're, you know, dismissing, not paying attention, not listening and learning from them. So that's how it relates to my topic, my show. But let's go further. So they dismiss her and she walks away. And the reason she comes back is because somebody paid attention to her. Someone didn't care what she was wearing. Nobody knew she had Richard Greer's uh, credit card in her pocket, right? And she was about to spend an enormous amount of money. So she comes back into the store all put together with all of her bags. And every time I go shopping, I carry all those bags just like she did. And I'm like, okay. But here's the best part of the whole thing. So when she walks back in and says, big mistake, big, huge, she wanted them to see, look at what can happen when you have someone's credit card. And it doesn't matter whose it is. I have money and I've got all my bags and you just lost all this business. So it was a little bit, I'm letting you know what you did wrong, right? Now to radio, what's the one thing normally we never see? We don't know if someone's listening to the radio who is on on their couch and can't move. We don't know if they're 80 years old or they're 20 years old. We don't know what they look like. We don't know if they're large, they're small. We don't know what color hair they have. We know nothing about these people, but guess what? We care about them. We care about all of them. So we're not doing what those ladies in that store did, right? They judged her. So we can't do that with radio because we care about everybody. We have a topic, we have a platform. We love what we do. We share it with the whole world, regardless of what anybody's stature and nothing, nothing matters, right? The the reason we're here is because we care about the people. We want to get the information, the knowledge, the resources into the hands of everybody. So that's my quote. And that's why I love it. Very well done. Very nice. And I love the scene. She comes in looking very, uh, shall (laughs) we say, flighty. She comes in first looking like like a hooker from Beverly Hills. Like, what is she doing here? Oh, my God. She looks cheap. She looks trashy. I don't want her. They didn't even want her in the store. They didn't care if she had money. They didn't want her because she was going to repel the fancy schmancies who were coming in. It was a very, very interesting scene. Thank you for that great quote, Wendy Jones. I see I'm in this Wendy Jones, Wendy Jones. I've got it. I've got it. Sorry about that. Thank you. Michael Hartsman has picked yes. a quote. 
from Ted Lasso, played by the wonderful Jason Sudeikis, talking to Sam, played by Toheeb Jimoj. Season one, episode two, the episode was called Biscuits. It originally aired on August 14, 2020. My main beef with Ted Lasso, Michael, is that they only had a three-season arc, and everybody's pissed because it was such a good show. It should have lasted at least five to seven seasons because we wanted to know more. The theme of Biscuits, I have the episode, is Ted Lasso and Coach Beard. It's their first day working for the football club. And Ted, of course, was hired to help the club fail, even though we didn't know it, by Rebecca. Ted brings in a tin of biscuits, which are cookies in British, to Rebecca, interrupting her while she's Googling her ex-husband. Okay. Ted wants to get to know her. And she says, no, no, no. And in the middle, he's playing Kenny Rogers music and trying to serenade her. And finally, she says to him, I don't have time for biscuits with the boss this morning or any morning. And Ted leaves. But he hints that he'll be back again the next morning. So here is the quote. And this is another part of the show of that episode where he's talking to Sam. And he says, you know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? It's got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Yeah? Okay, Michael, I went in two different directions on the same episode. Forgive me. (laughs) What does this have to do with radio? Help me out. I don't know what it has to do with radio. Um, but I'll try to tie that in. But I but I do know what the two scenes both have to do with. And that's dealing with disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because Rebecca shot him down and he could have dwelled on that. And he could have been disappointed. And his player screwed up in the game. And, and he could have been disappointed. And I will tell you, I did a little, little bit of my own research when I was asked for the quote. And it's not true. A goldfish does not have a 10-second memory. I read it has between a 7- and 10-minute memory. Um, and that's how they swim around in circles all day in those little mm-hmm. jars, I suppose. But but to me, the quote really embodies how you deal with disappointment. You have to have a short memory, whether it's what I do for a living or dealing with people in general or, you know, someone annoys you while you're driving. You can't dwell on these things. You can't dwell on that disappointment or that anger. You just have to move on because because. You're not going to remember that moment a week from now or a month from now. So you might as well try to get it out of your system as quickly as possible. So that's why I like the quote, because to me, you know, I can look at my business as someone. People are expecting us to be right way, way more than they're expecting us to be wrong. Mm -hmm. But we're not perfect Mm -hmm. and we don't get every stock pick correct. We don't get every market correct, but we do have to be a goldfish. And we do have to get through that disappointment or get through that moment where we are either wrong or we disappointed another person and just be able to move on. So, again, forgive me. I have no idea how what that has to do with radio. I'm going to help miss you. That, I missed that part of that. the homework assignment. I'm going to help you with that. <laughs> a couple of things come to mind. See if the ladies agree with me. Number one, if you have a guest who's unmanageable. You have to get through it, get past it, get over the disappointment. You're stuck for the hour. That's the benefit. I do all my shows are live, and I know that you have to get around it. So disappointing, uh, put on your big girl or big boy panties and just keep moving on. As far as feedback from audience uh, or getting numbers that you you want, you wanted a million downloads a week. Well, maybe you only have 20,000. Maybe you've only got 300. Get over it. We're doing Something that we think is a service. We're doing a contribution, right? We're out there saying we have something to share. So I say, be the goldfish. Think about the eight or 10 second memory. Forget about the numbers. If you think you're adding value, just keep doing it. 
okay? And I'm going to quote Dory, just keep swimming, 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 just keep swimming, 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 right? And finding Nemo. Because that's, I, I had a, a TV show in my early days doing uh, public access TV on Long Island. And one of my neighbors said to me, I didn't like your skirt. I didn't like your shoes. You didn't have enough lipstick on. And I went to her and I said, Adele, thank you very much. When was the last time you put yourself out, went to a TV studio, invited guests, talked to people? I kind of said this under my breath and told her thank you and then didn't talk to her again. But the point was, <laughs> I had to suck it up. So I changed my shoes. I put on slacks. I put on a little more lipstick. Maybe she was right. Maybe she wasn't. But the point is, Michael, we have to get past that disappointment. Get the ego out of the way. Get the brain mm -hmm. in the way and say, I'm still going to share what I know. I'm still going to do this show. The heck with you. So I didn't win any awards. So what? How do you like that, Michael? Did that work for you? Not your first day. Nicely, nicely done. <laughs> well done. I agree. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Only about 5,000 shows. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm figuring it out. Thank you very much. Christine J. Erickson has sent a quote from Socrates, known as Soc, S-O-C, played by the wonderful, what great actors, Nick Nolte, the movie Peaceful Warrior 2006 drama film. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see here. It was based on the 1980 novel Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman, set at UC Berkeley, the film stars Scott, I can't even pronounce his last name, Malakowitz, as a troubled but talented gymnast who meets a spiritual guide portrayed by Nick Nolte. Dan is a university student, a locally famous gymnast who wants to win a national championship competition, but he's restless and he's running along the streets in the middle of the night before sunrise and he meets the old man named Socrates. And I'm just going to stop there. It sounds like a wonderful mm -hmm. movie and I have to watch it. Here's the line Christine J. Erickson has picked. The secret of change is to focus all your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Oh, that's a strong line, Christine. Go ahead. Tell us what that's good. About there are a lot of lines in that film, and it was so many years ago. I saw it. it's actually based on a book by um, Dan Miller. Um, yeah, I I chose that because I'm always learning that. I'm still learning that. I think in the work that I do and the show that we produce, it is about creating change. And one of the opportunities and challenges is how you're going to do that. And I am so good at, from a young age, I'm so good at speaking to injustices. I can scream, I can protest. And um now I'm at a point in my life where I, I think when I reflected on doing this work and wanting to speak to these issues, it's like, well, okay, now I've been in a movement about other things, not, not having children, but other things since I was a teenager, since I was at university. And so how are we doing things that it's not changing, you know, aside from the powers that be, et cetera, but what is it we can do differently? in activism, in, you know, policy change, in influencing these things. And, and there are other people too, in real life, who've uh, said similar quotes, who have an influence on me that I think, yeah, how it's hard to shed that because it's easy, as you even pointed out around having your TV show, Bonnie, like to say what someone else is doing wrong, yeah. whether it's a criticism of the lipstick or, you know, anything, a business, a, a politician, whatever it is. It, true or not. Um, but from our perspectives, it's it's very easy to do that. What's very difficult is to create something new and different and not just a thing, but an approach that creates a new way of being. 
And that's why it's named New Legacy, both the show and the Institute, because it's not just about um, speaking to, well, we don't have this and we deserve this and now we need this. That's important. Everyone should be able to have equal and equitable access and and pay and those things. That's what I believe. Um, but beyond that, it's how do we do that? And how do we do it in a way that meets the world where it is today? You know, inclusivity, diversity, equity, um, that's not just something nice to have. Like, who who do we want to be as human beings? And if that's not your baseline, you know, then what's happening here? So it's much larger than our community. I always say um, people without children is is the portal into the work that we're doing. And we have a very powerful perspective and, and unique experiences. And it's about everyone because that's what we're looking at. We're not just trying to, again, you know, create things that are just for one group. It's about everybody. And I think that's hard. I think we know it's hard. Companies, you know, whether it's lip service to inclusion or accessibility. Um, so I just thought, well, why not try? You know, and I've made a lot of mistakes and we're learning and I'm restructuring at the moment. Um, but I'm still reaching for that, like how to do it in new ways that are truly new ways, not keep trying to fit into what doesn't work. And I think so many resources and, and energy have gone into that throughout the years, understandably, through organizations, resources, um, activism, because you start with what you know, right? That's what, what we all do. And I just think that we're very fortunate to be in where the multi-generational mix is right now and perspectives. And I think there is an opportunity to create something new that leads to new ways of being before we, you know, exhaust ourselves as humans or create you know, whatever other atrocities and extinctions, if you will. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I, wa I want to add something onto that. I'm mm -hmm. thinking of building new. How many years ago was it that radio was something Michael and I will know? Uh, Chris, Wendy Jones, maybe a transistor box with a couple of batteries in your hand, right? Mm. How many years ago was it a player with something in your ears? When was it that we could get quote unquote radio? I still call it radio without wires anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. a drive time host on Friday nights, Michael at WGBB AM 1240, way out mm -hmm. in West Babylon. It's the oldest AM station on Long Island. And I was their Friday night drive time. And I did, uh, what, what did I call it? I think uh, up close and personal, let me rename. I was the bridge. The, the daytime of that station was the Chinese radio network based in Flushing, New York. At nighttime, they went to what we used to call vanity radio. Hello, well, you bought time <laughs> and you did. Yeah, you had a philosophy show. <laughs> <laughs> a cooking show, Mickey B, the Prince of Rock and Roll, his rock and roll show followed mine. And I was the bridge and I started interviewing authors. But that was still an engineer behind the glass with me sitting at a desk with a microphone on a, on a, a stand. Okay. And they mm -hmm. put plug in the carts, they called them with the music for the breaks. And that was radio. And if you weren't within the reach of that station tower, you were not going to hear that radio show. Period. End of story. And then... And then, and then I became aware of something called internet radio. Oh my God. Where people could be anywhere. You could be anywhere. Your listeners could be anywhere. And everything changed. So I'm going to say, Christine, that we're in the age of the building the new of internet radio, mm -hmm. having voices over the air 
anywhere you have an internet connection. The wires are no longer to be seen and you'll Mm -hmm. have the little box, but we have little wires out of here sometimes. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for the quotes. I appreciate how much effort you put in. Even you, Michael, you really did a good job. I love the quote. Just keep swimming. swimming, I love the, I I love the respect for goldfish that you actually did that research. I I appreciate that. Michael, you're Mm -hmm. just the goldfish king today. Now here's, I have a little surprise (laughs) for each of you. Each sent me four statements on what radio means to you, the impact, the importance, the future. I'm picking one statement from each of you. I want to watch the clock. We've got 15 minutes left. We've got a lot to cover. So, Wendy Jones, I'm picking your statement number three. Don't look for it. I will read it to you. I want you to take two minutes to unpack it. If Christine or Michael have anything to say, just give me a thumbs up or an okay sign, and I will call you because I can see you on Zoom. Michael, I'll pick one for you after that and one from you, Christine, and then I have some celebrity birthdays that I don't want you to miss because that's part of the show. So, here we go. Wendy Jones, statement number three. She says, feeling overwhelmed comes from thinking about everything all at once. Taking bite-sized pieces of information can reduce this anxiety. Let's relate this to your radio show and how you produce at that level. Wendy, go ahead. So the goal of my radio program, the radio program is really to share information with people without being overwhelmed. So if you think of something major, like I need to get my mom out of the hospital, I break that down so simply and every single podcast I do every single week is completely different. So one day I might be talking about mom needs to go into rehab. So she needs physical therapy. She needs, you know, some, uh, a nurse to check on her, or maybe she needs hospice. Like there's a lot of different steps that come into practice. So every single person that has a traumatic event, which is usually what happens with my in my industry, something, you know, somebody passed away, somebody fell downstairs, broke a hip, you know, whatever the traumatic event was, you're aging and something's going to happen to your body. So when I break that down into bite-sized pieces, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to understand. And what I love is it's a safe place that people can just listen to everything I'm saying, because nobody wants to have these conversations out loud with another person. But when they can just tune into to radio and they can hear all this information, this just happened to me today. One of my friends called me. She's like, your show was so good. I couldn't believe it. I had to call my friend and I figured out she was dehydrated and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, good. I helped you. <laughs> but this is this, this is what I'm talking about. People just have a safe place They can listen, they can learn, they can gain resources, information, and then use it for themselves to be better prepared for the future. Thank you. I like the idea of bite-sized. Michael or Christine, anything you Mm -hmm. want to say? No pressure. Okay, let me move on. Michael, I'm looking at Mm -hmm. statement number three also from you. Let me read it. While it does, this is Michael talking, while it does surprise me that there is still a medium for news stations only that will give you the headlines, the weather, the sports, the traffic, and financial updates every 20 minutes, I believe most people turn to the customized approach of the Weather Channel, CNBC, sports, to get the information they want at that moment. Here's where Michael says about him, his self. He says, hosting my own podcast, I'm aware that the information we provide and discuss can get old very quickly and sometimes not age well. This is part of the challenge every week when Dom and I as co-hosts do our market review of the prior week's activity. Very interesting, timely information. Michael, talk. Three minutes. Go. So... Frequently, I will get a phone call from a client who has heard something either on the radio or on TV, and I know immediately what news bubble they are trafficking in. 
It, it's it's just so evident to me. And, and my job and Dominic's job is to really not get hung up on what we call in our business headline risk or, mm. or that sensationalist risk that, that people will call me up and call Dom up and say, I just heard so-and-so sell everything. We're going into a depression. And we have to say with conviction, we're not, right? Mm. I mean, and, 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 and I literally answer that question every single day going into a depression, a recession, if this person's elected, if that person's elected. Now on the podcast, because we're highly regulated and we do have our regulators listen to our show, I'm sure they'll listen to this show, Bonnie. We are very careful not to make predictions, not to, not to talk about individual securities. However, the show, does, the show can not age well or it can age beautifully if we're right. More frequently, you know, they do age ball because we do talk about things logically, but we are both very mindful when we do our show not to, to alarm clients or make these dire predictions. We try to break down what happened for the week, talk about it logically, and how does that dovetail into the next week? And, and sometimes we have estate attorneys on. Wendy, we've had attorney, we've had experts on on aging. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the MIT Age Lab, but um, we do a lot of work with them. So we do cover different topics as well. But every single time we do, we are mindful that we we do not want any person making an investment decision based on what we say generically. I think that's really super important. There's a financial host, which will I will rename nameless, who has millions of followers and who makes these blanket recommendations all of the time. And it just makes me crazy. Thank you. Are the regulators going to be watching this show? Wendy, I'll get to you in a second. Michael, really? <laughs> <laughs> they might okay. be. I, I try to behave myself. Wendy, talk two minutes. So just minute, just go. a quick comment, Michael. Yeah. I I feel like you are managing a lot of emotions in your industry, and and God bless you because you're a very calm, cool, collective man. And you started something during COVID, which was a lot of heightened emotions everywhere. So I just want to say hats off because it's it's a tough industry to be in, and especially this time in the world. So God bless you. Really. Thank you. You're doing great. Very nice. I appreciate that. And Michael, I I had a a lawyer on Long Island, an estate planner uh, on my TV show several times, and she had me put up a disclaimer. Nothing on the show in this conversation should be concluded to be legal advice. And I did a newsletter for her and I had to put the same disclaimer. Go ahead, Michael, briefly. No, it's really important. I'm a certified financial planner and I really try to get to know our clients. And then, and then, you know, they turn on the radio and they hear something which may not apply to them at all. Yep. But as Wendy said, they make it personal. They feel like, well, I'm, I'm listening to radio. That person's speaking to me. Yes. And, and yes, yes. And I deal with it all of the, I deal with it every single day. That's what we, that's what we, in a way, that's our goal is to speak to each listener as though they're the only one we're speaking. It's like people say, if you're nervous about speaking in public in the days when people, more and more people are speaking on stage in real, real events, 
find one person in the audience and make eye contact with them if you're nervous and think you're only talking to that person. Mm-hmm. That will keep you from being so nervous, but it'll make that person, oh my God, they like, oh, that was, okay, let's not go there. Thank you, Christine. I'm looking at <laughs> statement number two for you, my dear. And you say, listen to this, everybody. I value the opportunity to host a live show as there is nowhere to hide. And she puts a little smiley in there. While in the beginning, it felt and still feels like a vulnerable thing to do, as I continue to learn, it's also freeing in the ways it lends to authentic conversations and removes the element of performative perfection. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Christine, three minutes, and then we really, I got to brush through a bunch of stuff. So Christine, go ahead. Yes, and it does not mean I'm comfortable with it. However, I do really appreciate it. Um, You know, this wasn't still in you know, my wheelhouse. It was a way to, for me to start activating my own work with the Institute is why I started this. And and to keep reflecting on my thoughts as well and to see who's in the community and who's doing what. And actually, the very first interview that I did um, was uh, I interviewed a woman from Ireland who had done a radio documentary. So I thought that was lovely, you know, so she's a filmmaker and that she had this audio only thing that she had won an award for. And um, I really love that. And it brought me back to that. And also she was so lovely. I had to compete with her beautiful, you know, soft Irish (laughs) accent. And I was nervous. It's my first one. Like it was a disaster from my perspective, but she carried the whole show. So thank you, Hillary. Um, But it was like that. I forgot when I stopped thinking, when I got out of my head or when I got out of the fishbowl, so to speak, instead of focusing on being disappointed in myself or, you know, those things, it really just became the conversation between two people after that, or whoever, or sometimes they have more than one guest, but really the one-on-one. And I, I keep thinking, how can I make that really feel more like we're on a living room set, you know, or a in that space. And I think it is very intimate, you know, the the before and after conversations, the audio only where people can be comfortable if they need to be. I've had people who aren't necessarily well or aren't feeling well and they show up anyway. And I say, you don't have to have your camera on. You don't have to you know, wear what you need, eat what you need, do what you need to do. And I love that because it, it, it removes those other layers of, um, yeah, how we should look, all, all of the things you you spoke to earlier, Wendy, about, you know, listeners and audiences, and I want that for my guests. And so while I, while I really appreciate the platforms that we have potentially and how this is being pushed out today, um, I've kind of stayed, you know, in that corner for right now. And, and it'll depend, you know, there'll be times when it's more appropriate to do that. But I really cherish that space yep. um, of doing that, both for myself and and for the guests. I hear you. I, I went to visual as soon as Zoom was available to us at Voice mm-hmm. America in 2019 mm-hmm. because I had years of doing TV and I missed being on camera. I missed that opportunity mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. look at the camera and see something. I'm looking at all of you. And I was yeah. doing radio for years and thinking, is that person done with that? Was that a semicolon? He said, was that a dash? Yeah. Is he going to, mm-hmm. st- I don't want to step on that. And and I got good at that, but I like being mm-hmm. able to see my guests. Thank you all for the discussion statements. I appreciate it. A lot of variation in there, a lot of points you all hit. Let's do some fun 
famous birthdays. Today is January 9th. Jimmy Page, anybody remember him? Is that Led Zeppelin guitarist, songwriter, ranked number three on Rolling Stone magazine's The 100 Greatest Guitarists of All Time. Anybody know how old he is? Michael, you want to take a guess? 77? He's 80 years old, and he wrote, co-wrote oh. Stairway to Heaven with Robert Plant, <laughs> one of the most impressive guitar to- solos anywhere. <laughs> J.K. Yep. Simmons, the actor. Remember him from Whiplash? Mm. And he does a lot of commercials for uh, an insurance company. He's 69. There you go. Imelda Staunton, who played Dolores Umbridge in the Harry Potter movie. She's 68. Mm. Dave Matthews. Anybody heard of the Dave Matthews band? <laughs> yeah, Grammy for so much to say. He's 57. His jam band inspired a generation of rock bands who used acoustic guitars and loosely liberal lyrics. That's a nice alliteration. How about <laughs> Kate Middleton? I should have worn a, a whatever you call those. Things. Fascinator. <laughs> Uh, officially Catherine, Princess of Wales, Mary William, and she was the daughter-in-law of the Princess Di. Now, yesterday was the birthday of three glitteratis I have to mention, and I did on my radio show last night. Elvis Presley was born on January 8th, and he would have been 89, the king of rock and roll. Okay? So happy birthday, almost to Elvis, left us at the age of 42 in 1977. David Bowie was born yesterday in 47. I don't have to say anything else about David Bowie. What is there to say? And Stephen Hawking, the legendary Mm. physicist who got ALS and was paralyzed. And he uh, wrote the book, A Brief History of Time. It stayed on the British Sunday Times bestseller list for 237 weeks. Broke a record. Now I have three. I've got three minutes left. Let's see if we can squeeze in here. Uh, I have three social media stars who are celebrating their birthdays today, January 9th. I want you to listen up. We have a a young lady named Wengi, W-E-N-G-I-E. She's 38 years old. She's on YouTube. Wendy, because she said her real name is Wendy, so I'm addressing this to you. She's an Australian Chinese beauty and a lifestyle sensation, and she runs one of Australia's top blogs. I don't want to break your heart, but she has 13 million subscribers on YouTube. Okay, that's why we put her in the birthday list. And TikTok, this is for you, Michael. Uh, TikTok, we have a young man named Blake Gray, G-R-E-Y, 23 years old today. He has only 9 million TikTok subscribers and 4.6 on Instagram. He's part of a tour group called Impact Meet and Greet Me. I have no idea what he does. And then this is for you, Christine. We have on Insta, we have a young man named Deshae, D-E-S-H-A-E Frost. He's 23. Poor guy only has 2.1 million followers. I, we got to do something about him, Christine. He's a stand-up comedian. And he, yes, he was on CBS, a SWAT TV show. And he does open, he opened for Tiffany Haddish. So that's a big thing, a feather in his oh, cap. Wow. Today in 1947, Frank Sinatra recorded the Irving Berlin Ballad Always. Today in 1962, Sam Cooke released Twist in the Night Away. In mm-hmm. 1960, on this day, Patsy Cline became a member of the Grand Old Opry. I have one minute left. And the Beatles, Beatles 65 jumped from number 98 to number one on the Billboard Albums chart in one week. The other two songs they had on the top 10, A Hard Day's Night, yay, and The Beatles Story. There we go. And I don't have any more time except today is Balloon Ascension Day, International Choreographer's Day, National Apricot Day. Say hello to anybody named Austin or Carter. It's their day. National Cassoulet Day. It's a casserole. National Word Nerd Day and Poetry at Work Day. And that's all I have time for. Okay, listen up. Top 10, 2014 Top 10 tips for women. Aspire to be Barbie. The biatch has everything. That's for us girls. Okay. Now, here are my closing words Thanks. and stick around. Go to take pictures. I have one minute left. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. 
Eh, kiss slowly. Yes, yes. Love truly. Everybody laugh with me. Laugh uncontrollably. One, two, three. <laughs> That's enough. And thank you. Never regret anything that made you smile. Final closing. Work like you don't need the money. Dance like no one's watching. When I was teaching disco on top of a Formica table in a cafeteria in Oregon and 250 people in my class, I never fell, but they waited for it. Sing like nobody's mm-hmm. listening and love like you've never been hurt. We all have. Get over it. Money talks. Chocolate sings. And last but not least, I stole this line from somebody. Thank you for turning me on. Bonnie D signing off. Christine J. Erickson, Wendy Jones, Michael Hartsman, CFP. Thank you. Don't go away. Jordan, are we out? Thanks again for tuning in to Next at the Mic Radio. Presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Join host Bonnie D again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we wish you a positively Mike-worthy week.